0: I feel to share on the subject of run the race, run the race and there's a race for each one of us and God wants us to be running to run the race to fulfill you know God's plan, God's purposes for each of our lives. So 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 it tells us there, know ye not That they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize. One receives the prize. So run that you may win. So run run that you might obtain. So run that you might win. And here in 1 Corinthians, Paul, as he draws on the scene, familiar to his Corinthian readers, it was the Isthmus games which was an athletic event known to all in that area. And they were held every second year in the vicinity of, of Corinth. And around you know, New Testament times, there was also the ancient Olympic Games, which began in, you know, we just recently had a Olympic Games uh, in, in Tokyo. But they began in Olympia in, in Greece. And the olive wreath. Was the prize for the for the winner, and it was a branch of a, a wild olive tree which grew at Olympia. It was intertwined to form a circle or a horseshoe now in the nat- natural and, and races there's all kinds of different races you know there's a hundred meter dash there's the 200 metre, 400 metre, 1,500 metre, 5,000 metre, 10,000 metre, and then, of course, there's the marathon, which is over 26 miles, 26.2 miles, or as most of the rest of the world speak in or talk in, in, in kilometres, it's about over 42 kilometres. And then, of course, there's all the other you know, all the other events, the high jump, long jump, discus, shot put, swimming, and so many, you know, game, new, new games are being introduced today. Uh, but in our Christian life, you know, we are in a race. We're in a race. And that race, it begins at salvation, begins the moment we, we come to the Lord Jesus. And the end of that race is when we take our last breath, here upon earth, and you know we go to to be with the Lord. Um, some have a short race. Think of John the Baptist. I mean, he his ministry didn't last very long. It was about eighteen months. That's all. And he was taken, but God had a purpose. His His purpose was just to introduce the Savior, to introduce the Lord. He was a voice crying in the wilderness. And his purposes had been filled. He'd fulfilled his race. And, you know, at that time, God allowed his head to be cut off, and he went straight to glory. The Lord Jesus, his race was relatively short. I mean, just his ministry only lasted for, you know, three and a half years. But for most of us, for most of us, you know, our Christian race is, you know, a lifetime. A Christian like a race is more like a, a marathon, you know, the long haul, like a long haul. A marathon goes on and on and on, mile after mile after mile, 26 miles. And God has assigned to us, each one, you know, a different race. So I can't copy somebody else. We're all unique, we're all u- different. And God has a specific plan and purpose for each one of our lives. So there is a destiny. There's a destiny for each of our lives. And that destiny is it's unique for each one. We're called to perfection. We're called to maturity. And we're called to Mount Zion. And that is a tremendous calling. It is a high calling. It's a wonderful calling. And it's a calling to go on and to fulfill the purposes of God and call to hit that mark that God has ordained. And so there's like a general calling. All of us are called to Zion. We're not just called to, in Hebrews 12, it speaks about you've not just come to Mount Sinai or the baptism of the Spirit, but you are come to Mount Zion and we are called we're called to spiritual mount zion that is the goal that is what we want to attain and that is we want to run towards that race and if we run our race you know and serve the lord you know in the midst of many trials and obstacles and we're living in days there are there's many trials and obstacles you know many people start a marathon race but you know Sometimes, you know, just about half of them drop out before they get to the end. I mean, it's one thing to start a race, but there's many, many obstacles in a long race, like a marathon. And we're living in difficult days. We're living in hard times. And we all know people who've been going on for the Lord, who are in church, but now for one reason or another, they've been offended or something has happened, and they're not serving the Lord. And there's, there's a strong attack of the enemy, of Satan, and all the demons of hell to stop us running that race and fulfilling the course that God has for us. Many obstacles. And you know, there's the trial of this pandemic raging in, in, in many nations of the world, not just one country, but so many countries affecting so many things, affecting you know, travel, and then all, all kinds of many have lost their jobs, many have lost their source of income, many have died. I mean, we're living in, in, in difficult times. <clears throat> and then we see sin and iniquity and evil and the darkness spreading and spreading. And so there's all kinds of obstacles which are going to stop us, run the race that God has called us to. In the natural, you know, we discover our strengths and weaknesses. You know, some people are good at maybe some kind of races, but not so good at others. You know, here in America, I guess the the big thing is American football and the NFL and, and everything else, and uh, it's it consumes. You know, many you know follow it with you know great intensity and and. Uh, you know, so many just get wrapped wrapped up in it, and, and and other sports as well. In New Zealand, you know, people are very sports orientated. In New Zealand, rugby is the is the is the major sport there. Uh, when I was a kid, I you know, a small, you know, in my early years at school, I you know, trained and and uh, was in a rugby club. But then, as I grow up, you know, I wasn't too good at that. I was a bit skinny and not big enough. And, uh, anyway, I turned to, to other sports and when I was at high school, you know, to, to tennis. I played quite a lot of tennis and, and did a bit of cross-country running and, uh, you know, even since I've been here, uh, I you know, tried to run up the hill, you know, a few times, but uh, it's only from the bottom of the hill here to the top, it's only one and a quarter, one and a quarter miles and, you know, that's nothing compared with a, a marathon of 26 miles. Um, it's uh, you know it's it's uh, it's it's ver- very uh, you know very easy in comparison, but and as I say, many of us it's like a, a marathon run we're in, and of course the race that we're in depends upon the course that God wants us to fulfil and His purpose for, for us, and you know sometimes and, and we should we should seek the Lord and ask the Lord. And God wants us to know, and He wants us to show us clearly, you know, what we are to be doing and the destiny and the course and the race that God has for our lives. And those who are younger, you know, get and get all learn all you can from those who are older and from your pastor and and, and, and those who are, you know, have the spiritual oversight over you. And We all have a race and God wants us to win. I was saved. I was only 18 years of age in New Zealand and it was my first year of university there. And my life was, you know, completely transformed, just right from a young age. And I knew that, just I knew in my spirit that the, the hand of God and the call of God was upon my life. And even from a very Young age, I had a call, you know, to missions, and I knew that, and and the Lord has been pleased to, t- to take us, and I've had the privilege of preaching in over over 40 different nations, and you know now the I'm getting ne- nearer the end of my race, you know my hair has turned white, in fact my mother in New Zealand who turned she turned 100 in. On, on March the twelfth of this year, we were there. We had a big family get together for her one hundredth birthday, and uh, but she's she's uh, her, her short term memory is not too good, but some things she's pretty sharp on, and she remember especially things of the past, and you know she said to me, she looks at me, she says she says, David, you, your hair is getting very white, <laughs> and uh, and you know I'm getting on, uh, and. I was inspired. I was inspired last night, you know, listening to Pastor Gazaway preach. And, uh, you know, here he is. He also is one with white hair. And, uh, but he's on the, you know, he's 87 years old, 87 years old. And he's still running hard. And he's still in that race. And he's still aiming for the finish line. And, and that was a powerful message last night. And, that inspired me, inspired me. Keep going, keep going amongst the obstacles and the difficulties. We have a race to run. Now in that verse we started with, 1 Corinthians nine twenty four, it tells us there, Know you not, they which run in a race run all, but only one receives the prize. So run that you might win. Or so or that you might obtain. Now, in the natural, you, know, you might have hundreds of people starting a marathon race, but only one is going to get the God, the gold medal. Or only one is going to only only one can win that race. But in our spiritual race, it is different. It is different. In the natural, one gets the the gold medal the, the, or the wreath of, of olive leaves in new testament days now it does not mean spiritually that all the, that all of the christians right from the you know the time of christ until now you know thousands millions of christians it does not mean only only one person receives the prize if that was the case all of us we'd all give up but we all god has a race for each one of us, and it means we can all of us we can finish our race, and we can all win our race. We can all win our race, and if we if we go on for the Lord, if we're going to fulfil the destiny He has for us. And remember, we can't compare with other. We can't compare ourselves with others because we're all called to different things, to different responsibilities, and different races. But Paul says, he writes to the Corinthians, you run that you could win. And we can all win, as it were, the first prize. And anyone, you know, so anyone who is serious and who is disciplined can win. And so don't say, well, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm too bad or this happened to me or I've got too much baggage. And remember that the Corinthian epistle was written to some of the most carnal and some of the most immature Christians even though the apostle Paul stayed there and taught there for 18 months but yet they were still taking each other to court there was immorality in the church and but so Paul is writing to them he said Paul is saying well even those ones they can win the race if they repent if they put things right and go on and They can run the race that God has for them. So winning the prize, you know, and remember, nobody gets the prize, gets a medal for starting well. You know, many start well, but they drop out. They drop out. And we all know people. We all know people like that. A few years ago, I was given a little wooden plaque by Dr. Paul Carrum. And on that plaque, which I've got on my desk, and I, I often look at it, I looked at it this morning, and it said there, let's finish well. Let's finish well. And uh, my desire, my desire is to finish well, to finish well. And Paul said, when he, in the same epistle, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, he said, be you followers of of me. Be ye followers of me, even as I am of Christ. Paul was their spiritual father. Paul was their spiritual father, and Paul was he was he was not boasting saying that. Be followers of me. I mean, you know, it seems you know, I mean there there are quite some words to say. Be you followers of me. You know How many of us can say that? Be followers of me, even as I am of Christ. I mean, he was, he was their spiritual father, and you know, he, he was able to say those wonderful words. And he was, there was no pride, there was no boasting, but he was able, because he was, he was living and he was accomplishing God's will, God's plan, God's purposes for his life. And he was their father. He was their spiritual father. And I, I thank God for my spiritual father. I thank God so many times that for, you know, Pastor Bailey. And you know, maybe without him, with, I don't know whether I'd be still on the road today, still following the Lord and pressing on towards Zion. And he's helped me so much over the years. He was my teacher at Faith Bible College in Tauranga, New Zealand, way back in him and his wife, way back in 1969. And, you know, since then I've had the privilege of, uh, the great privilege of, of being with him for, and Sister Beatty with some of them, for pastor seminars in many cities and Philippines, many cities in India, and, you know, in about five other nations as well. And, you know, now, now the years have gone on. My hair is going white. But I've got a desire in my heart to, to impart to those who are younger and younger lives, and uh, that's why we travel and teach in Bible schools and so on, because we want other people to catch a vision, and to equip them and prepare them for the wonderful coming revival. And so, you know, learn all you can from those from those who are over you in the Lord, and uh, you know, Christian biographies of some you know of men that God has, has mightily used. Ones like C.T. Stard, and, and uh, Hudson Taylor, and Reese Howells' intercessor, and o- others like that have, have inspired my life and my heart. And, but look, to the, look at life as a marathon race, a marathon race. It's a, lo- it's a long haul, 26 miles. And it's great to have a good beginning, but the important thing is not the beginning, but the important thing. Is the finish. And it is the same in our Christian life. It is not so much how we start, but how we finish. And whether we complete God's purposes for our, for our lives. You know, as I say, there's no prize for, for beginning, there's no prize for getting to the halfway mark. There's no prize. But our goal must be to, be to finish and by His grace to finish well. Some of those who did not finish well. You know Uzziah, one of the kings of Judah, he started well and he accomplished much and they got much territory back that had been lost to the enemy. The beginning of his reign was very commendable. But then we see in 2 Chronicles 26 and verse 16, it says, when he was strong, His heart was lifted up to destruction. It was not when he was weak, but when he was strong. You know, sometimes, you know, we cry for God's blessing, but sometimes when God blesses people, they can't handle the blessing. And instead of the blessing, you know, that, that blessing turns them away from the Lord. That's what happened to the children of Israel. And they thought that they had got up by their own strength, their own power, and they forsook the Lord. They turned to other gods. And it was Uzziah. You know, he thought he got lifted up in, in pride. He was a king, but he went into the into the temple, and he did the, the, the job of the priest. Only the priest would offer the incense. And God smote him with leprosy, and he died a leper. I mean... How tragic, what a a terrible end, what a sad end. And that's why humility is such an important virtue for us to cry out to the Lord to work in our lives. Even Judas, one of the 12 apostles of Jesus, here he was with, with the Lord three and a half years. He was used in seeing miracles, casting out evil spirits, healing people, sitting under the ministry of the greatest teacher that's ever lived on the face of the earth, the Lord Jesus himself. And yet tragically, covetousness gripped his heart. What's his finish? Committing suicide, he'll be in hell for all eternity. Then there's Demas, he was with the apostle Paul. He was greatly used of God, but at the end, the love of the world turned his heart away. He got Of course, he didn't finish the race, we want to be like those who finished the race and who finished well. And what an inspiration we all have with Pastor Bailey, the spiritual you know, father of you know, Zion Fellowship International. And you know, the, 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 the impact that he's had. What a wonderful role, mo- role model that we've been given. And there's wonderful role models in the word. Look at Job. You know, though his beginning was small, his latter years would greatly increase. And that happened. Terrible trials he went through. Not because of any sin of his own. But he was being tested. He lost all his wealth. He lost all his children in one day. But oh, what a a wonderful, what a marvellous response. You know, he worshipped. He said, "The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." And we know at the end, Job forty-two ten. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends, and he had twice as much as he had before. Think of Daniel. What an incredible role model he is. He had a great start, but then for many years, and his ministry lasted many years. And that we, we don't, as we read scripture, we don't really find any, any sins that are mentioned or blemishes in his life. But faithfully, he served God for many years in Babylon, and then he had, a, he had a glorious finish. And in Daniel 12 and verse 13, go your way till the end be, for you shall rest and stand in your lot at the end of days. And then there's, you know, John the, John the Apostle. He had a wonderful ending. The Apostle Peter, very unstable to begin with. But he became a mighty evangelist on the day of Pentecost, a great leader, the premier apostle, great, the great leader in the early church. He finished well. He finished well. The Apostle Paul. He could say at the end of his life. I've fought a, fought a good fight. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. He'd run his race. He'd finished his course. He completed the destiny God had for his life. And I want to look at just four keys, four keys to help us finish our course and to finish our course well, number one, to lay aside every weight, to lay aside every weight and sin. An athlete must run with lightweight clothes. If, if there's big clothes, if they have heavy boots and a big jacket and a sack of potatoes on the back, we'll never win. And uh, Hebrews 12, and verse 1, you know, we're compassed with so great a cloud of witness, those who have gone on before, those who have died, and, you know, who are cheering us on in heaven. But Paul says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, with endurance, the race that is set before, before us. Let us, our response, our response, now, many things we can do, or many things we do, are not sin, but they're going to hinder us running the race, and they'll, they can stop us from finishing the race God has for us. You know, many just burn, you know, hour upon hour, just watching TV, movies, and even good things. They can be hobbies, computer games, social media, Facebook, Instagram, so many other things. You know, often young people have no problem spending two to three to four hours, you know, on social media and all kinds of other related things. But how much time do they have to spend to study, to pray, to seek God, to read the Word of God? So we, we, if we've got to win, we've got to lay aside these weights. And we better ask God, what, what, what weights are there in our life? And, and sin that does easily so easily beset us. And so as we cry out to God, God wants to break those oppressions which we were hearing about last night. Every oppression of the enemy. And he wants to break it in our personal lives, in our families. And he wants to work and deliver us from pride and lust and anger, jealousy. Maybe pornography in some. Love of money. All these things that we can run our race. Secondly, we're to press towards the mark, we're to press towards the mark that God has for our lives, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, to press towards the finish line. Never be content with where you are at present. You know, Philippians, it says, one thing I do, Philippians 3, one thing I do, that will I seek after, one thing I do, that I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, a disciple is a disciplined one. And there must be disciplined in our lives. We're called to be disciples of Jesus. And we're called to make disciples. In the last, the recent Olympic Games, a lady from, a woman from New Zealand, her name is Lisa Carrington, and she won the gold, gold. She won three gold medals in Tokyo in the skulls and the rowing, and you know she, she did exceptionally well. She, she's won eight gold medals already. And I was listening to an interview, and it said talking about her training. Her training. She said she trains. She's trained three times every day, six days a week, and she's done that for five years. And she's won the gold medal. But I mean, what? What incredible sacrifice, what discipline. And, you know, what discipline is there in our lives that we would run the race? Our race affects all eternity. Olympic games medal, I mean, that's just, the glory, it comes, it goes. But our race is for all eternity. Number three, we need to feed daily on the word of God. And number four, ask the Lord for his grace to endure to the end, to endure to the end. And then Jesus said, when he's talked about the second coming, Matthew 24, verse 13, but he, shall endure, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. The same shall be saved. And he that shall endure to the end, to persevere, to bear patiently, to stay under the burden, And sadly, so few hold steady when the going gets hard. But through His grace, we can finish well. I want to end with a little video clip, and it's about the marathon race in the 204 Summer Olympics in Athens, 26 miles. And there was a man from Brazil, his name was Vandele de Lima. And if you type that out and look it up on the internet, you can, you can get more details. But Vandele de Lima from Brazil. And he, he was winning the race, this marathon race, just after 35 kilometre mark when he, was, when he was attacked on the course by a former priest who was defrocked. And so he was this guy his name was horan who was a former priest while the race was going on he came out from the spectators on the side and he went to the guy he grabbed the guy who was winning and then he just pushed him over the other side and and so there was a fight went on and and then eventually he got back into the race but two other people had passed him and he ended up instead of getting the gold medal he got the bronze medal but the point is, he endured. He endured. He persevered. He wasn't going to give up. He, he got back into the race again. He was taken out, but he got back in. And we can all get back in if we're, if we're not in, in, you know, fully in the race. And there's a prize for each one. So we'll just finish with this video clip. Now, the main thing, he completed the race. He completed the race. And, you know, keep running for Jesus. Never give up, no matter what the obstacles or difficulties may be. When he crossed the finish line, his face was radiant with joy. He finished in spite of what had happened, like he had forgotten the attack. And his joyful persistence was not forgotten over the years. And 12 years after he finished in third place in his marathon, he was invited back to the Olympics in 2016 in Rio de Janeiro for the honor of lighting the Olympic torch. And he lit that flame in front of hundreds of millions of people who watched and cheered. He was called an Olympic hero. He did not have this honor because he got the gold medal, but he was chosen because he didn't quit. He didn't give up. He ran with joyful perseverance. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, you've called each one of us for a race. Lord, we pray. Lord, the race of life, cause us to press on for you. Cause us to obtain. Cause, up, cause us to win. Cause us to put other things aside which will hinder that race and take us on to fulfill your plan and purpose for each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.